Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode, uh, I think it's four of the Clip Dad Music Podcast with Rob. And today, the special guest is God Cloud. How's it going today, God Cloud? Yo, how's it going, my man? I'm doing great. Hanging out, looking up some coffee. Yeah, I just did that myself. Music and absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the main reason why I wanted to talk to you today is because you and I share a commonality in, uh, I should say, electronic music percussion in the fact that we're both finger drummers. And uh, the audience might be unclear as to what a finger drummer is, but what is a finger drummer? Basically, a finger drummer is someone who uses typically a 16-pad, um, you know, 4x4 grid controller to basically emulate or do the job that a, uh, a drummer, an actual drummer, would do on a kit. You know, and I like I like the I like the way you said that electronic music percussion. I like that. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I do have that patented God Cloud, so uh, you know you you can give me royalties <laughs> to use awesome. that. For, <laughs> but um, oh, definitely, definitely. You know, and I'm glad to be a part of the uh, the Facebook group, the Finger Drummers Facebook group, because uh, I had no idea that there were like 2,000 of us on the planet. Like, you know, so it's, I thought it was kind of like, uh, like I mean, I wasn't naive enough to think I was the only one, but, you know, I thought that um, people had maybe graduated to like actually programming drums or playing them on like Logic or something, but like actually using the pads you know, kind of that old school way. Uh, it's a pretty healthy community you got there on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of us out there, you know, like I was in the same boat as you, man. Like, I think I saw, I don't know if you know A-Rad music, but I saw him doing it um, probably about like maybe like 10, 11, maybe 12 years ago. And that's what really uh, inspired me to, you know, take it on full force, but... As I as I kept doing it, like I, you know, it was like I couldn't find anybody else. You know what I mean? But once I got on Facebook and really started looking, um, the community kind of found me. You know what I mean? Like um, I think I think I might have been one of the first people to get invited to that particular group. But once once it was you know once it was open, it just you know expanded and blew up. And there's so many of us, man. Like it's just, it's just been amazing meeting everybody and like participating in the battles and you know. Just hanging out and learning—it's just awesome. It's a, it's a really good group. And when you say a battle, like, do you mean actually like a drum off, like uh, for finger drummers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, person who uh, runs that group, her name's uh, Gnarly Music. She's actually um, endorsed by or sponsored by uh, Native Instruments, and um, she she's a finger drum. She plays machine and all that stuff. But she, uh, her and some other uh, folks started this, uh, this like battle off. Um, I don't want to call it a league, but it's like more or less a tournament. It started this battle tournament um, uh, called the Secret Sauce Battle. And, you know, out of all of us in that finger drumming group, you know, a lot of people submitted and they picked the 16 top top folks. And um, I made it into that. And, you know, we had a bracket and uh, we all battled. And, you know, I, 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 I made it to the, uh, to the quarterfinals before I got knocked out. But... It was a hard-fought battle. Trust me, I went hard as I could. But it was a good time. Yeah, it was all live over Zoom. You know, people from all over the world. 
So it was, it's, it's a real beautiful thing, like what the, uh, you know, what we're all doing with technology and how we're all making do with what we got. You know, like COVID really shut a lot of stuff down, but at the same time, it, it opened things up because now, you know, like I'm still connecting with people all over the world via, you know, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Clubhouse, whether it's, you know, like Skype lessons with people. It's just great. Yeah, and I'm really shocked, God Cloud, that you made it to the only the quarterfinals because I've seen some of your Instagram clips and it's like like when I say I'm a finger drummer, I mean like I do like Ramon style beats, you know, and I have to multi-track them. So I can't play the cymbals at the same time. So I'll do like the kick and then the snare and then I'll have to overdub with the sync with the cymbals and the toms. But you do everything by yourself, and you actually hit the bass notes at the same time. And it's really like when I'm a finger drummer, like I'm using like, like maximum like four fingers at once. But when you play finger drums, you're using all ten fingers. Well, I should say eight fingers and two thumbs at once. And then, and you're playing the most ridiculous beats. Like I just, it's it's astounding to watch. But then if you listen to it, it's like. It's not just like single bass, like, you know, like rock or like hip hop, you know, with the single bass. It's like double bass pedal going on. And it's just there's so many sounds coming at you. It's really something to behold. So uh, whoever won that thing must have been like like the Bruce Lee of finger drumming or something, because uh, I mean, the person that won, were they really good or were they just having a good day? Yeah, and honestly, you know, I, I was having a rough week. Like I, I got, I got, I got, I got a legal situation going on that I really don't want to, you know, I don't want to get too much power to, but you know, like I had, I had, to, I, I was back and forth. My, my lawyer is, you know, like two hours away. So I was having to go see my lawyer and like literally the day before that I had to go see my lawyer and you know, I had like a family emergency that week. It was a really, really bad week where, you know, the, uh, where the um, um, the uh, semifinals and the quarterfinals were taking place, so I really struggled to get it. You know, I had to get six rounds together and perform, so I really struggled to get that together. But you know, like I made it. I, I made it through the semifinals, and you know, when I got to the quarterfinals, I was just you know my mind was elsewhere, and. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever it happened, whatever happened, happened, and I'm you know pushing through it. So. Yeah, but you know the guy's the guy's good. He's uh, um, what's his name? Moss Moss being something like that. He's got he's on on another drum battle. I think it was called like B One or something like that. And he's, he's got over two million views at uh, one of his drum battles. So you know, if, if I was gonna lose anybody, I'd, you know, <laughs> I'm glad it was him. You know what I mean? Because he's just a, he's a good player. But I really think if I would have had more time, that I would have been able to put up a, put a better show on. Well, the next one, God Cloud, my money's on you. All right, so thanks, brother. Thanks, <laughs> come up, brother. come I up big, come up, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, I mean, like, yeah, my finger drumming is very basic. I got started on a Roland R5 uh, back in the '90s, actually, and uh, and it didn't even work. So I was kind of forced into finger drumming because, uh, you know, I got the drum machine second hand but basically it was programmable like at one point so i was actually learning how to program it and i guess those old rollins from like the 80s 
early 90s are notorious for the the chip where you can like program the beats will stop working all of a sudden there's, and there's no like no way to replace it i guess unless you can probably solder it in or something but like but anyways yeah so i had to learn how to play you know multi-track on an old tascam tape four track i basically used to you know uh multi-track the two drum parts and then basically i'd ping them over to the fourth track and then i put my other tracks you know, on tracks one, one and two, and then ping those over to three, et cetera, et cetera, and come up with the full song that way. It's a really roundabout way to, for me to create what was very simple beats. You know, it's like I'm not like breaking the mold with these uh, 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 finger finger play drums, but like, but you, my friend, are because you're actually playing bass notes and all that other stuff. So what's your gear setup? I mean, I was just using an R5, but like I noticed that you're using like some kind of Akai machine, I think it was, and a couple other devices. So can you explain that to the audience? Yeah, sure. I have, um, well, basically the, the brain of it all is reason. I use the, the, uh, the digital audio workstation or what we call a DAW or what we call a DAW. Um, I use the DAW reason and inside reason, it, it's nuts because reason is, um, completely modular like you don't even necessarily need to use the uh the sequencer in it you could do everything completely modular but um inside inside reason they have a uh um like a, a device that imitates the uh mpc the, the classic akai machine and i basically spend way too much time playing with that thing and uh excuse me and, and like programming it and the the uh, controllers that I have are also Akai machines, but they're just uh, they're just controllers. Like they don't do anything by themselves unless they're hooked up to the computer. So all the uh, heavy lifting is done within the devices and reason. And and you know, like I play guitar and bass, and I got a bunch of other like instruments hanging around too. So I'll um I'll record something in reason first, and uh, I'll probably try to make um. Like per performance, I'll try to make four 16 bar loops, right? And once I'm done with those and get those sounding good, I'll then uh, export those as WAV files. And then I'm able to load those into the, uh, into the, into the MPC like device in reason called Kong. And I'll program the top four buttons to be, you know, like let's just say, uh, uh the, like, the uh, what would that be? That be twelve thirteen. So button thirteen would be like um, like bass. Then button fourteen would be bass and guitar. Then button fifteen would be bass, guitar, and keyboard. Then button sixteen would be bass, guitar, keyboard, and vocal. You know what I mean? So that way I'm able to play a full drum kit underneath. And I can hit the top buttons and bring in, you know, the musical accompaniment, accompaniment as, you know, as I feel like it. And sometimes on my, uh, if I'm playing two machines at once, on my left hand, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll take a synth for reason, I'll reset it, and just design a whole new sound from scratch and, like, add some effects to layer it up, make it sound nice and thick and full, and, um, one thing that I like playing with in Reason, they had this thing called Humana, where it imitates like a human vocal. And it's really beautiful. And with Reason, you can um, 
stack modules together in this in this uh, device called a, called a combinator. So I can take a synth, then the vocal emulator, and then maybe another synth and make like a like a crazy like orchestra or choirscape sound. So I'll put that on my left hand on one machine, and I I, I also like study the scales and, and and how they work with the pads. You know what I mean? Because that's key. So I'll be able to play drums with my right hand and trigger samples while I'm adding even some more, uh, you know, extra musical, you know, nuances with my left hand and the other controller. So that's basically how I have everything set up. Wow, that sounds awesome. I mean, it, it sounds beyond my pay grade, God Cloud, to be honest. But like, no, um, <laughs> I uh, so I downloaded, you know, it's like when I was, uh, well, I shouldn't say when I was a kid, but like when I was younger in the early uh, 2000s, you know, it's like digital audio workstations were so expensive. It was like crazy amounts of money for like, uh, like, at that time, like probably like cakewalk guitar tracks or something stupid. But like, but now I was, I had the pleasure to find out from Boston, Cakewalk, that uh, Cakewalk is completely free. So I downloaded that and, um, and it works for my purposes. It works really well. And I use, you know, an interface in conjunction with that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's got like a built in drum kit and stuff like that. So I've really been getting into lately. I've been finger drumming just on my MIDI keyboard. It's got like eight pads up top and I can basically, yeah. you know, and I'm just reverting to my old simple Ramones style tactics. You know, I'm just like playing the kick and then the snare and then I'm overdubbing with the toms and the cymbals afterwards. And it's like, that is a full drum kit, but I do want to get into, you know, just these like uh, multi-level pads. So on that Akai machine that you were talking about, it's 16 pads, is it? Or is it more? Um, no, it's 16. I usually try to stick with the 16-pad uh, um, layout. It just feels better. You know, like I've, I've, like some of my buddies, they have the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the, the, I guess, yeah, the Ableton Push or something like that, I think it's called. It's got like all the buttons on it. I think it might have. Uh, I think it has like 64 buttons on it or something crazy like that. And I just, I don't know. They're, they're too small and I need to get, like when I do my drum rolls, I tend to put uh, like four fingers on a button at a time. You know what I mean? Like I use my index and my middle to do my rolls and stuff on both hands. So when I'm doing that, I need, I need some space on that pad. <laughs> so the other controllers with the smaller buttons don't, don't always work out for me, but, um, yeah, the, the, the little Akai one that I have is called the MPD-2 
218 and it's 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 really good machine it's only um like it's under 100 bucks you could probably find it for like 90 bucks new and uh really responsive and yeah man 16 pads they're nice i i, I like that one personally yeah and that that's the problem i'm having god cloud is that um these pads aren't the most responsive and i don't know if it's a combination of the software that i'm using um i use just a five dollar plug-in called uh, Riot Drums made by uh, Ugly Tone and it's kind of like a, a very heavy metal sound but you can kind of make them sound like indie rock or hip-hop even just with adding some more plugins on top of it you know so I don't know like why it's not too responsive I think it's just my MIDI keyboard you know it's like made for more the keyboard aspect and less the pad aspect, I would say that's probably my main problem. But uh, as far as the sensitivity goes, is that because of the quality of the pads or uh, what do you think the reason for that is? Um, generally, if you had been like, you know, sensitivity or response issues, it's, it's not really the quality of the, of the pad itself, but it's how the machine is like built and how the pads are like set within the, uh, within the like casing of the machine. Cause like I've, you know, I'm about to void my warranty here, but I, I, I take apart, you know, <laughs> I've taken apart many, many drum machine in my day. You know what I mean? Cause I've always been, you know, like I've always watched other finger drummers and I'm like, yo man, like how is this guy playing so fast or something like that? You know what I mean? I'm like, it's gotta be, you know, they, they must have a sensitivity upgrade and you know one thing back in the day like in like two in the like 2000 like tens one thing that i would do was i would take a uh, bike uh higher tubing right and i would cut that up and i'd take my drum machines apart and i'd slip a little bit of that underneath the pads to kind of close the gap between the uh sensor and the pad itself and um on one of my drum machines I even um, bought this uh, sensitivity upgrade from uh, mpcstuff.com. They sell like uh, like a, like a little system, like a pad upgrade, where you get a uh, they send you some thicker pads, and then there's like a little sliver of um, this like rubber, almost like a little sliver of cork, but it's like a little little like rubber version of cork, I guess. And you stick that onto the back of your pad grid. You crack your machine open, swap the pads out, and that helps close the gap that's um, in between the pad and the sensor. Also, but another another crazy thing, man. Like I I I I, I, I get stuck in my ways, so I never wanted to upgrade from my old um, machines, like my old controllers. And uh, not until recently that uh, you know, because I, I I like Akai shares my stuff, and they feature me quite frequently. But, um, you know, they, they came out with some new stuff and it had been like two years before I got it. And I finally, finally caved and got the gear and, uh, I was, it was like night and day, man. Like, <laughs> like the, the sensitivity difference or the difference in the sensitivity on the pads from the new stuff to the old stuff is just like, wow. it's just amazing. Like I hardly even have to really like kick the new machines as hard as, you know, I used to, but the, the good thing about that is that my fingers are so strong coming from banging on the old, on the old pads that I was just, you know, like that, and like a lot of my speed is attributed to getting these new, um, getting this new controller and it's just so, so much more sensitive. But, uh, again, like I really think that that's just that they, they themselves, the company, when they re 
when they redesigned the new machines that they uh, closed that gap from pad to sensor. And that's really what makes it tough on, um, you know, trying to play or trying to, you know, uh, uh, get some more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 you know, uh, malleability, I guess, with hitting the, hitting the pads. Wow, that's so DIY, God Cloud. That's like really like punk rock, like like old school hip hop. Like you just if you don't if it doesn't work the way you want it to work, you make it work the way, the way you want it to work. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm not, you know, like I, I I used to play in punk bands and metal bands and stuff too. So like I know all about you know like DIY and trying to you know be in grassroots and. You know, pulling it out of the earth if you got to. So, yeah, man, that that that's my whole style. And you know, it's a, a lot of times that sounds better because it's like it's kind of like you're putting the energy into it. And whenever you put energy and care and time into something, it tends to like work out. And even if it still poses like a limitation in some way, like it's not as good as like the brand new Akai machine, you know, like a modified bike tired out, like older Akai machine, you know, God cloud special. It's like the fact that you have to think differently, like kind of when you play it, it probably makes it so that you, uh, maybe you can get into a different kind of groove with it, you know, that you might not be able to achieve with the newest equipment. Right. Right. Yeah, man. And it was, um, you know, it's it's crazy, man. Like I don't, I like looking back. I don't know how I was even playing what I was playing on these old machines. <laughs> so I'm like, man, like, like you, you really gotta touch it to believe it. Cause you, I even had my wife, like, I was like, yo, touch that machine, or touch the new one. And she was like, oh wow. She's like, how did you play that? I'm like, I don't know. But you know, like I said, like I said, I made it work and just powered through it and. You know, like I, 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 at the same time, like I love my machines with the bike too big underneath it, you know, because that's me. You know what I mean? Like I did that and like I, you know, I felt like I accomplished something and like I got even more of a connection with the machine now that I added those, you know, mods to it. So totally, totally. Uh, so if we could switch gears for a little bit. So, uh, what brought us in contact was this whole NFT craze which i'm gonna call it a craze because i've only been involved for a little under a month right now um and i've been through the ringer with i won't get into the whole failures and six well i guess i haven't sold a single piece yet but i won't get into the whole you know failures of like deleting or burning my tokens and making mistakes and typos and rareable versus open sea and all this other business you know but uh you know it's um i uh you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out this whole NFT stuff, and um, I really like the the fact that it's peer to peer, it's unaltered, you know, proof of authenticity, and uh, it verifies the transaction. So if you, you know, say trade an NFT to somebody else, you know, for one of their pieces of music, like with some video attached, you know, like an MP4 or something, a music video, you know, it's like it's right there on the blockchain. It's like I traded this for this it's like i mean it doesn't show up as like a trade in that respect but it's like this went from here to here here's the number on the blockchain this is what it is i'm the genesis of this piece you know all that stuff and i love that aspect of it but uh i mean am i missing like a detail about nfts and just what's your opinion beyond the whole peer-to-peer -peer 
uh, bringing the power back to the artist's aspect of NFTs and, and just how long have you been involved in this? Um, well, I've, I've always been in the, I, well, not always, obviously, but you know, I've been in the crypto space for a while. Like I've been talking about Bitcoin and, you know, everything else for, for some years now, even back when everybody was thinking I was a maniac and, you know, like I had, I, I was trying to tell my mother and my grandpa, like, yo, we need to get on this Bitcoin stuff. Like this is, is going to be the wave. And, you know, and I even had one back in the day when it was, you know, when it was only like a couple thousand, but I got rid of it because I, you know. I didn't think it was gonna be where it's at now, and I'm kicking myself now. But uh, um, yeah, like you know, I tried to tell my family to get on it, and they're like, "Nah, it's a scam. You're gonna lose your money." And you know, now now it's funny because my mom's always like, "Now she's like, hey, did you check your Bitcoin today? You checked the Bitcoin today?" So now she's all checking up on it and everything. So um, when this NFT stuff came up, I honestly did not get it, but. I knew it was something to be understood, you know, because I, excuse me, because I found myself with, uh, you know, one of my, one of my big Bitcoin brothers, he's like really heavy into it. Like he, he does a lot with Bitcoin and um, we were both like talking about it and we were like, dude, we sound like the people who were telling us that Bitcoin was a scam years ago. Like, we sound like that about this NFT stuff. And anytime people sound like that, those are the people that miss the boat. So I, I told myself, well, I got to figure this out. And, you know, like, I was in that NFTS.tips room on Clubhouse when it was probably only, like, nine people in it. And that was, like, like one of the biggest, you know, communities on Clubhouse now. But... I just didn't understand it. And, you know, it's funny because some, some of my friends who I was doing business with uh, prior being on Clubhouse, they, like, stuck it out, like, really figured it out before I did. So they're still, like, you know, moderators in that group, and they're still leaders in that group. And um, I just didn't get it. So, you know me, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a musician. Like, I need to, and, and I'm, a, you know, I'm pretty much a meat and potatoes kind of musician. Like, I need to be able to like touch what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like I need to, I need to understand like, okay, I'm making this beat for this client and I'm sending them the Dropbox link and they're going to send me the money to my PayPal. And that's, that's the economy that I'm used to. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to do this with this person and, you know, we're going to sort out the rights and the, um, uh, the ISRC code and this and that. And then it's going to go to my publishing and that's, the economy that I was, <laughs> you know, those are the types of economies that I was used to. Like I, I'm hearing about this NFT stuff. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, I just did not get it. But one day I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm not about to get left behind. Like I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to learn, you know, how people are doing this and what is going on. And I just, you know, I just put my nose in the books, well, in the internet rather. And, uh, just really, you know, like studied up and it clicked. I was like, oh my God, like, okay, now I see what this is. Like, it's, and it's, it's as simple as you're basically taking a non-fungible asset and tokenizing it, making it digital. You know what I mean? It's, it's all in the name, non-fungible token. So it's like, and the way I think about it and what I tell people is, you know, like if you were going to make, um, 
Like, if you yourself, if you were going to make yourself into a superhero, what would you be? And then next, what would your, you know, what would your card, what would your trading card be like? What would your set of trading cards be like if you were a superhero? That's what I try to tell people when I'm explaining NFTs to them, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, the peer-to-peer thing is great, and I think that's a huge part of it, you know, but also the way that you can, um, like, chronalize uh, uh, just, you know, your your story and your career, you know what I mean? Like, um, like example, I uh, was able to sell the first ever finger drumming video, you know, on blockchain, and that's history right there, you know? So with that, and I honestly wasn't even planning on doing this, but once I sold that, I was like, you know what? Like I've got a hundred, I got over a hundred of these videos, you know, and not everyone has seen all of them. You know what I mean? Like I, I doubt anyone sat through and watched, excuse me, watched a hundred of my finger drumming videos. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, well, you know, like I'm going to put them up. I'm going to mint them. I'm going to put a number on them. So they're serialized now. So now I'm going to make them be like, you know, like collectibles. Like, like if I was a superhero, I'd be, I'd be finger drummer man. And my trading cards would be these hundred videos, you know? So those are my NFTs, you know? So that's, that's what I, uh, that's, that's what I've done. And what I think is, uh, you know, cool and effective because it lets people get like a piece of my story, you know, and now they can have that little bit of my story in their wallet and they can, you know, and I, I think it's entertaining, you know what I mean? Like it's something cool, you know what I mean? If you put it on, put it in your gallery, people don't see that kind of stuff every day. And I think it really uh, lends to the uh, whole like vibe of, uh, you know, the electronic, um, you know, uh, lifestyle. And it's like, uh, like back in the day, if you had like a classy, um, like art gallery, you have like somebody playing piano in the corner or whatever, but you know, how cool is it that now you got some dude playing drums on an electronic drum machine, you know? So I think I'm trying to just encapsulate the whole vibe doing what I'm doing. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, uh, where'd you meet those? Oh, uh, where what, I what meant platform? them, um, uh, I use Mintable because you could do the gas-free minting. And what happens there is somebody has to pay the gas fee when they purchase it. But, yeah, man, like a lot of artists came up, you know, never paying a uh, a gas fee. Like, I don't know if you know the artist Eddie Gangland, but oh, he's yeah. incredible. He's doing like, yeah, he's doing amazing work. And even back in the early days when I was just, you know, like, uh, you know, like, um, like getting into the uh into the into the community and talking to everybody. He was always real chill to me and everything and you know, like watching him go from just, you know, like I don't want to say a regular artist or whatever, but you know, he wasn't as known, you know, straight up. Like I think a lot of us are really, you know, coming up off of this whole thing and just watching his like like meteoric rise is just amazing. So um uh yeah, but he came up off the uh gasless mint store and mintable, you know, and just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. And it's all about how you market on the outside of all this stuff. Cause even, even though I only sold that one NFT, I'm still using the whole NFT craze. Like you said it, which I, you know, I agree. It is, it is a craze right now, but 
I use that whole thing as, you know, a way to garner more attention because everybody's like, what's an NFT? What's an NFT? What's an NFT? And just in me saying that I'm the first finger drummer to, you know, mint and sell an NFT, that's, that's, that's a title right there. You know what I mean? Like nobody else can have that. That's mine. You know what I mean? So it, it, it really helps put me, um, you know, in, in like kind of a class of my own, which is, which is, which is, you know, key when you're trying to, when you're, when you're an artist, you know, everybody wants to be unique and that's kind of like the way, you know, we survive and we keep going. Yeah, totally. Um, I said I was the first at something last week, but it kind of backfired on me because uh, a bunch of people on Twitter, like probably like 25 different people were like, no, we did this last year. And I'm just like, oh shit. Okay. Sorry. Well, I already oh, mentioned wow. it saying I was the first, <laughs> you know, I, I did oh, like some shoot. Google searches, but then I wasn't thinking like this shit is decentralized. So like, I probably can't do a Google search to find out. I spent an hour like on oh, Google and right. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, it's not popping up anywhere. Like I must be the first that's done this. And then it turns out, you know, some other people, uh, but, but you know, it's one thing I realized God cloud is, is like, so, you know, I had a couple pieces on mintable and I, I kind of took them off because I was doing some video stuff and it wasn't kind of, uh, working correctly like you couldn't really watch the video and like listen to the music i think i had the formatting wrong so then i moved over to open c which is uh also a gasless system you know and uh that kind of works a little bit better because people can see the video and hear the music at the same time because like maybe the formatting jives a little bit better but like so if it's on those platforms though like i noticed i can go in and edit it you know, edit it around. So it's not actually on the blockchain, right? Oh, I think when you do the gasless minting, it's not on the blockchain until it gets purchased. So but that's where the, uh, the transaction, because any, anytime you're doing something on Ethereum, you have to pay the, uh, you got to pay a gas fee. It's just like a trans, you know, a transaction fee. Or if you think of Ethereum as the highway, and you want to move around, you got to pay for gas, you know, pun, pun intended. So, um, yeah, with the gas that's minting, it's, uh, you're not linking it to the blockchain or you're not like writing it onto the block yet, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 to me, it really doesn't matter because it's all about how you market everything. You know sure. what I mean? Like, whether it's on there or not, what's it what's it matter? You know what I mean? Like as long as you can get somebody to it to buy it, then you know you're you're all set. And honestly, like with with the, with the whole thing that I did, I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about that. Like my whole thing was I wanted to be the first uh, artist to have an NFT sample pack out. You know. But this uh, this producer, Illmind, who's like won Grammys, he's worked with like Drake, Jay-Z, and all the big people and everything, he he beat me to it by like a week or two. And, you know, when when that happened, I was like, shit. So the music aspect of it is still kind of, you know, it's kind of behind, you know what I mean? Like if, if the first sample, if I'm, if I'm like, and you know, the thing was I had it ready. I just didn't, you know, I just didn't get the folders together and mint it in time. You know, like I I could have done it, and knowing that it was like shit. So I'm 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 close. Like I could I could be the first to do something, and 
I just, you know, the, the, the idea of finger drumming just came naturally to me. And I didn't even, you know, once I minted the video, it kind of came to me later that night. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm the, you know, like I'm the first uh, person to, um, you know, put a finger drumming video up. And you're right. It's not minted until it's sold. But within four hours, the video sold. So all in that, you know, time frame, I was able to capitalize on, you know, on, on just this whole new, you know, notion and this whole new uh, use of this technology. So, yeah, man, it's all about just thinking outside the box. And, like, um, yeah, like, I, I, I see you doing those skate cards, and those are cool. Like, I like those. Like, I don't see anybody else doing those, you know what I mean? Oh, thank you very much. Um you know, one thing, it, like I use Microsoft Paint to do my graphic design, which is probably not advisable. I tried to use the video program, and it was just, it, it was taking me like over an hour to like add the, well, it's not a matter of time, but it's like I would uh, like add like text to it, and then I would change the size of the video like every single time. So like, it's just like accidentally. So it's just like, you know, I'm 44 years old. My computer knowledge is really limited. So I'm just like, so when I did them on paint, you know, it came out a little bit pixel pixelated. And I was just like kind of thinking like, maybe it's cool that they're a little bit like pixelated because, you know, to me, like I grew up with like skate videos from like the late 90s, early 2000s. And that's totally the vibe right. that they had. It's like nothing is like crystal clear and like all like... It's all like a little bit cloudy and grainy and you, you, there's like a mist over everything, you know? So it's like, so I, uh, so I think I'm just going to rock the skate cards kind of the way that they are. And um, I'm working on a new project now that's going to be a little bit more like, oh, there's the, uh, is this uh, your baby's first podcast appearance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was bringing my, um, bringing my wife the coffee. Oh no, that's all. That's all good, man. That's that's cool. It adds to the show. <laughs> but but yeah, thank you for saying so, God Cloud. I appreciate it because uh, you know th those skate cards they're actually really easy to do because once I got the formula down for one of them, uh, I just now I really enjoy doing them. So it's like so, you know, I hope to have a hundred done by like next week sometime. Which uh, yeah, that's that's heavy. That's, that's it's it's cool, man. You know, like. You know, like, I used to watch the skate videos and stuff with some of my buddies back in the day. Like, I remember um, if we, uh, when we were in, in school, there were some older kids who would uh, bring in the tapes. And I remember we would, uh, you know, we legit, like, hijack a TV and, <laughs> like, in the library or, like, in, in the music room, wherever, that had, like, a TV VCR. We'd pop them in and we'd just be in there watching, like, crazy skate tricks. And I'm like, yo, and... You know, like I never, I never seen anything like that. So it was always cool to watch that, and you know, seeing um, seeing those cards really took me back to that. And I definitely, I, I definitely appreciate the vibe. I think that's something, something really cool. I think you really got something there. Oh, uh, thank you very much. So I was gonna maybe like update them a little bit because they're on OpenSea, which means I can just go in and change the file. But I think you just convinced me to keep them as is because if if they're having like, you know, like uh, if people are feeling good when they see them, then I'll leave it alone. So I, I appreciate yeah, the compliment, man. No doubt, no doubt. I was going to say, um, get, you know, like check out some, uh, 
custom skate groups on Facebook, just like how there's a finger drumming group. I'm sure there's some like skateboarder groups or whatever, and you know, plug them in there. Be like, yo, like skateboarders, like you want to get on the NFT wave, like check these out, like support. So we're back on the air with God Cloud, the first finger drummer on blockchain. And uh, yeah, so it's, you know, I was checking out some of your beats on Instagram and it's just like, uh, I noticed like you don't only create beats, but you do also, you're, you're a rapper and you create the melodies as well. And do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've been doing music since forever, so it's all just kind of, uh, you know, it, it's all kind of just one big, like, thing to me. It's all just, you know, and I can say, like, with, with, with what I'm doing now with God Cloud, like, it just is really, like, just, like, a lot of, like, you know, common denominators just all, you know, just our, 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 our um, you know, being expressed all in this one, you know, project that is, like, you know, that's myself, you know, because I, uh, like, I grew up, um, like, playing bass in church, and I played bass in, like, punk and metal bands, and also, you know, like, I'd be hanging out with the guys smoking, and, of course, we're going to all try and rap. So, you know, and, and even in, in the metal bands, you know, I'd always end up singing back up somehow so I could do, you know, like, by the time I had graduated high school, like, I could rap. I could do the, the, the screams, like I could play bass and guitar and I was dabbling in drums, you know, like I was already like messing with the drum machines and stuff too. And it all was just, you know, like it was all taking place in these separate mediums, you know what I mean? And especially also when I, when I, uh, was in high school too, I went to my first, uh, like underground rave. And that shit like blew my mind. I think I was maybe like 16 or 17. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> like one of my, one of my, but I think I was trying to get weed from one of my buddies and he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm over here. And like, I was always hanging out with the older kids because I was adept at, at instruments and stuff when I was young. So anytime I go into a music shop, you know, like I had people like in their, you know, in their twenties and their thirties want me to come play for their band and whatnot. And, you know, I'd be like, hell yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm in high school hanging out with with adults, so I thought that was super cool, you know? But, um, 
But yeah, that's how I ended up get, going to my first rave. Got introduced to like jungle and house. Like I really got immersed in that culture, and that was my thing. But also, I always kept you know rapping with me, and I kept the metal thing with me. And I was like, yo, like I want to combine all of these things, but it's it's hard to combine those communities, you know, because everybody's kind of set in their own ways. But I think now everybody's kind of ready for it. I think now, like, people aren't so afraid to say, oh, yeah, I like that, too. I really think that was the thing that people were just scared to say, like, oh, yeah, I like, I like rap and I like metal, or I like house music and I like rap, you know what I mean? So um, with, with God Cloud, I just kind of took all that stuff and every influence that I had and just cooked it all down into what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a great, the figure drumming is just an awesome way to express all of that. And then, of course, you know, it's just, throwing vocals on anything just really kind of um, adds another dimension and brings it to life as well. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's the story behind, you know, we kind of doing everything. It's, I just love everything. I just love music. I just love sounds. I love sounds, invoking emotions, so, or invoking emotions, so I just try to, you know, do that. And uh, what city and what year was that, The like the first raves that you went to and the first uh, concerts and all that? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, what city and, and like around what time were we talking about? Uh, where'd you grow up? Oh, um, I'm, I grew up in, uh, I'm from Rochester, New York, but I grew up in a, uh, in a, in a suburb a little outside of there. Well, you know, it was kind of split between like the city and the suburbs because I had family that still lived in the city, you know, but, um, like my my mom's side of the family, they had some money and they uh, moved all of us out to the uh, you know to the big we call it the, we still call it the big house and we got the uh, the big house and the suburbs and everything. But you know, like I'd be back and forth like from the from you know from the uh, suburbs of the city like all the time, just you know getting in trouble and like you know doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing, but. You know, it, it, it's been a wild ride, but I, you know, I wouldn't trade it for a thing. But it was it was just awesome, too, you know, when you're growing up in just this, like, little, you know, strip mall, like, white bread area. And then you're, like, going, you know, sneaking into the city to go to these dirty warehouse parties and shit like that. And it was just, you know, it was the best, man. Like, I, I, I loved it. And just that feeling, I, I always chased that. And. And, um, you know, as I got older, you know, we started going out a little further. And then that's when um, we, um, you know, got, got our fake IDs and all that kind of stuff and started going. I don't know if you ever heard of the government, the club um, in, in Toronto. No. No, no. Oh, my God. Dude. It, it, it was a madhouse, man. That place was like, like you, 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 you seen Pinocchio when, when he goes to the island with all the bad kids. That's that's where that's what the government was, and it was just the oh my god, it was the best man. Like I remember, I had uh, you know, I was underage, obviously I had my fake ID, and uh, you know, we would go across the border, and like it'd be it'd be the funniest thing. Like I tell my mom that I was gonna go hang out with some friends or whatever, and like I'd be skipping off to Canada for these like three day long raids and shit, and. It would it would be bananas, man. Like it, it was it was such a great time though. But the government it was then it it's shut down. But it was like uh, 
it was like a big complex, if you would. Like, imagine like a mall, but with like a bunch of clubs, and it had like nine clubs, and each club had, you know, like different access. Like you, you walk into the into the big building. And you could go to these other clubs, but they, you know, you had to pay, you had to, you know, have ID, you had to have somebody, you know, willing to let you in or whatever. So, like, you go up there with maybe like $400 and you spend it all in that night, like, trying to buy your way into this place, buy your way into that place. Drinks were like 20 bucks, but, you know, the, the, it was just, it was just the best, man. Like, shit. I actually got to meet, uh, Eric Pritz and um, Sandra Kleinenberg and uh, uh, who else? Who else did I meet? Like Diesel Boy, Ferry Corsten. Like it was, it was, it was, it was just wild, man. Wild times, you know. And again, like I, I wasn't even old enough to drink that. <laughs> and we're talking was, like the early two thousands here. Yeah, yeah, maybe like two thousand. I'm, I'm thirty four now, and I graduated in '04, so. Yeah, like, like, like... 2006, 2007, like, something like that. Yeah, 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 around there, yeah, around there. And, yeah, man, it was, it was the wild time. Like, I, I got really into the rave culture, and I was all about the electronic music, man. Like, I just loved it, dude. I just loved it so much, man. Like, I, I could I could go on forever about that. Like, that, that's, that really, like, shaped me a lot musically because with, uh... It was like with that stuff, there was just no rules. You know what I mean? Like, like when I played in metal bands, like people would always be like, "Oh man, you don't like Pantera? How are you playing in the metal band? You don't like Pantera and shit like that." And you know, or like even in the rap community, they're like, "Oh man, you don't listen to Tribe Called Quest? Like, how are you playing rap music? You don't like Tribe Called Quest?" You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, but well, anytime I'd be in the house, like drum and bass, like trance world, like they'd be incorporating, you know little snippets of everything in, in, in the music. Like, like one time I was at a rave and, and the DJ, I remember she dropped, uh, she dropped, uh, 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 Rain and Blood by Slayer into the mix. And I'm like, that's not happening nowhere else. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. <laughs> it, it, absolutely. So, it's yeah. like, you know, in the, in the, the nineties, you know, we got a little, uh, you know, with like the Judgment Day soundtrack, we got like a nice mashup of the rap acts and like the metal and or punk acts, you know? So it's like, you know, it's like you got like uh, Ice-T with Body Count and then, which is just like like a proper band. But then you have like, you know, uh, what was it? Like Biohazard and like Onyx or something. And, and just like these crazy kind of like mashups of like two different... Um, I think Slayer actually, you know, is Anthrax and oh, I forget who the who the hip hop act was that um, jammed with Anthrax, but like, you know, but I think like that judgment. Oh, public Enemy. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, totally. It's Anthrax and Public Enemy, and it's like they, you know, they yeah. tended to like keep like the New York guys like together. You know, it's like it was like they geographically kind of kept them like it was Sonic Youth and like uh, maybe like Cypress Hill or something. It was just like, it was just so crazy, but like that soundtrack was so instrumental in a lot of people's lives because it's like, it proves that yes, this style of music can blend with this style of music like seamlessly and it rocks, like it's awesome, you know? So it's like, uh, but I think, you know, really Ice-T and Body Count like set the mold for all that stuff because like that's, as far as I can tell, 
you know, that's the first kind of melding of like metal and rap. You know, I don't really count like, you know, Run DMC with like Aerosmith and like Walk This Way, which is which is great. Like not to take anything away from I'm from Boston. So like I have a special place for Aerosmith. But like even though they're cheesy as fuck. Like today, you know, it's like, or like the past 30 years, they've been cheesy as fuck, you know, but like, but, right, right. you know, I, and that's great. That's a classic, like Run DMC with Aerosmith, Walk This Way, like, f- forget about it. Like, it's, it's awesome. But the thing is, is that it's kind of like the first of its kind, but it's also like overplayed and it's very, so, but it's, but for me, like, you know, uh, Ice-T and Body Count, like that set the mold like that's like that was the mold right there and uh so my hat's off to that project but and uh are you into yeah, all that's all we hear what you're saying yeah but um so so uh, you know maybe we can wrap up on three quick questions so you know i haven't done this before but i think uh i'd like to ask you for some top fives you down for it Wait, what, what, what was that for some what? I think I'd, I'd like to ask you for some top fives, if you're down for it. Oh, top five. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. That's just going to be tough, but sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always tough to choose, but I just think it's cool. Um, want to do top three instead? Do you want to do top five or top three? Let's, let's do top five. I'm up for a challenge. I'm up for a challenge. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, just top five like if you can keep it diverse that would be great but like top five music acts of all time of all time okay um all right i can say uh right now one of my biggest influences is uh square pusher so uh so check him out he's on his name's thomas jenkinson or uh he goes by square pusher he's an electronic music artist He's definitely been like one of the biggest influences in like my my uh, um, my programming, how I play bass, and all that other kind of stuff. So, him. Um, let's let's go to the rap world real quick. Uh, um, Styles P. He's like super hard, super gangster. He calls himself uh, the super gangster and the extraordinary gentleman. He's he's wild. Like I really love his style. Um, Let's see, uh, Nirvana. Nirvana is one of my one of my big favorites. Also, I, I freaking love Nirvana. They've always been, you know, a big uh, a big thing to me. Um, I had tickets and, uh, to see him, God Cloud, in like '93 uh, or not, not? No, '94. And uh, I gave the tickets away because uh, basically. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I didn't no. have a. I didn't have like a ride out or something and so basically like i had like two tickets and um and i didn't have like a ride there and basically nobody i knew liked nirvana and so basically there was this kid and his his girlfriend that really loved them and they were willing to give me the cash for him and i needed the money back so i'm just like all right go for it so basically they got to see nirvana at that epic western massachusetts show and they drove like three hours or whatever it was out to the mountains to go see uh, Nirvana play, and so yeah, so I dropped the ball on that one. That, that's amazing. Oh yeah, Nirvana. Nirvana's one of my big favorites too. Like that's you know when I uh, when I started playing guitar, I was you know my my whole thing was I gotta learn every Nirvana song, you know. So yeah, so where are we at? We're at three. So Square Pusher, Styles P, Nirvana. Um, 
that's oh god this is tough this is tough there's so many other people um uh bjork bjork's been a huge influence of mine as well <laughs> um, love bjork she's awesome uh and we got um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say john coltrane too that love supreme record really turned me on my head like when i heard that one when i was younger like <laughs> it, it blew my mind like i didn't even you know the sax licks on there which is like like <laughs> like otherworldly and it really shaped how i you know how I, and it, it, it's one thing like like bass like bass i i started playing bass guitar when i was like nine years old so like bass and like sax and like trumpet are kind of all like like uh in terms of uh um, how do I want to say this? Like in terms of uh, like speech patterns, I guess, or like ry- rhythmic like um, voicings, they're they're kind of similar. And a lot of a lot of times, bass players will transcribe like trumpet solos or sax solos. So I would always, you know, listen to listen to Coltrane and rip some, um, you know, some of his sax licks to put in my bass arsenal, and that really helped me, you know, um, like stand out. People would always be like, dude, like, where are you getting that? So I'm like, what? Like, how what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so top five uh, Square Pusher, Styles P, Nirvana, Bjork, and John Coltrane. <laughs> oh, great call, great call. I, I kind of toggle back and forth, like between John Coltrane and uh, Thelonious Monk as to who my favorite jazz guy is. But uh, today you convinced me. You convinced me. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with John Col- Coltrane today, God Cloud. So thank you for that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Glad I can help. <laughs> yeah, you, you pushed me over the cliff. So uh, next up, I think I just want to do one more top five with you. What are your top five favorite cryptos? Mm, top five favorite cryptos. Oh, that's 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 wild. I don't, you know, I don't really think I have had five, but um. Obviously, Bitcoin. I like Ethereum, obviously, and um, I'm dabbling in this new one. One of my buddies put me on to. It's called Pi. Um, it lets you uh, mine it on your phone, actually, which is pretty cool. So I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of buddies helping out with that. Like you can set up like your own node network, and you're all like mining this stuff together. But it's still really in its infancy. It's probably where um, Bitcoin was like, like maybe like over 10 years ago, you know, so I'm holding on to that, hoping that, uh, it pops, you know what I mean? So, uh, what do we got? We got Bitcoin. Well, the, the great thing about telling me about Pi. it, God Cloud, is that the great thing about telling me about Pi is that when I mine it too, which I'm going to start immediately after the show, I'm going to figure out how to do it. Then when I start, we can both tap into the max supply if there is one and we can drive that value up. Absolutely. You know, I'll send you uh I'll send you my uh my link. I'll start you off because um I can send you like a free bit and then we can start from there, then I can add you to uh my um my circle and we can, you know we can get on it. And you can do the same thing, you know what I mean? Like add add people to it and you can mine more in a day. Like uh you just have to like activate it on your phone and you're you know, you start doing it and the more people you add to your uh circle, the more um the more you can get. Per, per hour or per like second or whatever it's you'll you'll see how it works it's pretty wild 
But um, yeah, those are the uh, only ones that I'm actually uh, like dealing with right now. I uh, I'm feeling pretty pretty smart as I invested in uh, AMC stock when it was like in the floor, you know, when it was like super low. I went and bought a bunch of that and the, mo- know, the movie company. Now, like American Movie Club, like uh, AMC, like the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I invested in them when it was, you know, nothing. When it was like when it was like four dollars a share, maybe even a little lower than that. But you congratulations! Know, like I, I, I bought a <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know yeah, enough about like stock about the market. <laughs> yeah, I know enough about the market to know that that's one that, like, you know, was kind of after the GameStop. That was like the second one that people were pushing. And uh, it's gotten some nice gains. So uh, anybody that got in early, like, congrats on that one. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, it's it's definitely good. Like I'm, you know, like like we're 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 doing good. <laughs> like I can't complain. You know, so like that combined with you know all the music stuff that I've been doing is just you know like I used to be a chef. Like my my day job, I used to work in a kitchen and all that. But like. I don't. I haven't worked in like five years. You know, well, I have. You know, I, I obviously have worked, but I haven't worked for like you know someone else or punched the clock in a long time. So I really pride myself on that. You know, I'm taking care of my baby too. You know, like I, I was a little nervous at first because everybody's like, "Yeah, kids are expensive," but you know, we, we've been making it work. And your baby loved my minted NFT song, right? Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, she <laughs> was flipping out like. <laughs> She start you, you you heard how she yells. She'll start yelling anytime she hears something that she's like curious about or and she saw all the flashing lights too. She was just all about it. <laughs> so would you be would you love it if her first words were minted NFT? <laughs> <laughs> you know She's already she, her first words are she's already calling me God Cloud, which I don't know about <laughs> that. I'm like, no, daddy. She's like, God, Kyle, like, no. <laughs> I mean, well, that's that's cute. That's that's extremely cute. But like, I mean, yeah. it's also like kind of, um, I mean, yeah, you'd probably prefer daddy, but like, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, it just goes to show like this, uh, you know, the fact that you're like on Instagram, you know, at, posting your videos and stuff like that. And she probably taken it in that like, Oh, like that's my dad. So like she knows that the person on the Instagram video is you, you know? So it's like, so it's kind of like, you know, eventually she'll figure out that dad is the correct word, <laughs> but like, right, but, right. <laughs> but for, na- for now it's like, it, it no, it, I won't go there, but I was going to say like, it would be great. You could make a little promo video of like this one year old kid saying God cloud, which is just really funny. Yeah. And cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I caught it on video, like a little snippet of it. Uh, you know, it's funny man, when, when, when she gets on camera, it's like, she knows and she'll just look at, she's like, are you filming me? Like turn that off. Like get the camera out of my face. <laughs> and God cloud, you could actually uh, yeah. loop it as well and put it as one of your triggers on your drum pad. Oh yeah, definitely. Dude, I had somebody already uh, because I, um, you know, I mentioned that I I, I uh, do, do like the metal screaming and stuff. So like, I'll, I'll practice my voice sometimes, and and I think she thinks that you're just supposed to do that because now she growls too. But I had one of my buddies, um, I, cause I, 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 I said, "No, give me a growl," and she's like, "Ah," 
And one of my buddies actually took that and made like a full-blown dubstep song out of it. So, <laughs> yeah, man, she's already got some, some writing credits out there. Definitely want to try to catch her, you know, uh, give, give, putting out some cool loops. She, she's something else, man. Like, um, if you look through, uh, I think maybe on my Facebook, I've got more videos of her, but she's like, She's like trying to play the drum machine. She's trying to play some of my percussion stuff. She likes playing the guitar. She's definitely going to be a musician. She's definitely got the gene for it. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. And uh, so pay attention to God Cloud and God Cloud's kid because uh, she's going to be on the Akai pretty soon, like probably like in a matter of months, like dropping (laughs) mad beats on that. So like, yeah, so uh, folks out there, if you get a chance, check out godcloud.org and that's where you can find a lot of GodCloud's music and links and, uh, you know, links to his beat packs and all that stuff. And is it, can they also learn about your NFTs through godcloud.org or is there a, um, a separate uh, like NFT page? Um, yeah, I'm on uh, Mintable, Mintable.app. Just type in GodCloud. Uh, I think all, lo- yeah, yeah, capital G and the rest all lowercase. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the process of putting a, uh, trying to find a way to put a portal to my NFTs from the, uh, from platform to platform. But it's uh, starting to be kind of tricky right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll figure it out. So, yeah, GodCloud.org and Mintable. Uh, mintable.app slash godcloud yeah. and then uh, and then or, on Instagram oh I should say Instagram as well so you got the real godcloud on Instagram at the real godcloud and uh, make sure you check out the Instagram and follow godcloud as well the real god godcloud because uh, he's got let me see here I'm just noticing like probably about like 20 videos of him playing his various uh, Akai drum machines and uh all kinds of cool like drum offs and all kinds of it looks like you've been a guest on a podcast a few times as well. Yeah, that's uh that's the um the global beat cipher that I participate in every uh Saturday. And um I was invited on the thirtieth uh episode and right now we just last week we did the fifty uh, third episode. So um I've done twenty three of them so far. But the, the the cool thing about that is we're given like a half hour of random music from, from vinyl and we're challenged to chop it up and make uh, new songs with it. And like, uh, you know, back, back when in, in the earlier performances, if you want to go back uh, like a couple of months, you will see that I, I was, I, everything from, or everything that I was uh, playing was from the, uh, from the uh, the uh, the sample or the challenge music because I uh, I would make the drums and melodies and all that stuff using uh using uh, wavetable samplers and everything like to manipulate the sounds and really pushing you know my sound design muscles to the max so yeah that's definitely an interesting um thing that I participate in but yeah that's that that's um on Twitch and YouTube and Periscope and all over the place so. Yeah, check that out um, every uh, Saturday, Global Beat Cipher. Yeah, so Global Beat Cipher, and then, but definitely subscribe to uh, The Real God Cloud on Instagram. And God Cloud, man, it's been a pleasure today. Thank you so much for coming on the Clip Dad Music Podcast. We appreciate it. Yo, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much, man. Anytime, let me know. All right, bud. Sounds good. Have a good one.
All right, you too, brother. Have a good one. See ya. Thanks.